The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. The eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain to which the Lord Jesus had ordered them. When they saw him, they worshipped, but they doubted. Then Jesus approached and said to them, All power in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always until the end of the age. The Gospel of the Lord. Just an invitation for this evening. Think of a hobby that you have or something that you enjoy doing, something that's important to you that when you get a little free time, you want to either study about it, learn about it, or, or actually do it, right? For you, it may be gardening. It could be cooking. It could be carpentry. It could be golfing. It could be tennis. It could be pickleball. Pickleball, never played pickleball. Uh, it could be fishing. It could be hiking, right? You're looking forward to that hiking adventure that you're going to go on the mountain. Now, just think of this hobby, what it is, and then just think of pouring out a bunch of study into this hobby, right? So you know all about it, all the statistics, what's needed, the best REI equipment you can get, walking sticks and hiking boots and the, the, the kind of pants with the right pockets with all the stuff and the gadgets you need. And you go out and you buy all those gadgets and you get all those gadgets. So you've been reading about it. You got all the gadgets to go hiking. And you find yourself arising to those Blue Ridge Mountains. And you get out there and you get out of the car and you just look there with all your gear and you look at it. Wow. It's great. Then you get in your car and go home. You never use it. It goes back up. In your garage, the camping gear, you got all this stuff, you know all about it, but you never used it. You never took advantage of it to do what it was meant to be used for. Our beloved Lord, before Mary said yes, there's something that he did not have. He didn't have it. Till the archangel Gabriel came to Mary, a teenage girl in Nazareth, and she said yes, and the whole world and heaven and earth waited for her to say yes, and she said yes, and then the word became flesh and dwelt in, among, among us, pitched his tent among us. And so Jesus came on his mission, and he took on our flesh, and he was like us in all things but sin, Then he went to the cross and died for us, rose from the dead, and today, my brothers and sisters in Christ, living the memory, it's a living memory, that's why the opening prayer said, today our Lord ascended into heaven. Today, that was 2,000, however many years ago. No, but we're, we're living that in Hebrew, we're living that zikaron, it's a Hebrew word, zikaron. In the mass, we'll say, 
do this in memory of me. It's not imagination, let me think about the moment. It's a living memory. We're part of it. So where were you and me when Jesus and his body ascended into heaven at that one moment in time? Where were we? We were in his sacred heart. Sure, he took his disciples, as we read in the gospel, they took them up there. And I don't know about you, but there's a lot of, I don't know, consolation in the gospel this Sunday. Where it said they came up, they saw him, worshiped. Can you finish the line? But they, say it a little louder, please. Doubted. Okay, sometimes we can, Sunday, you know, come in and get, get the gospel. Maybe you read it beforehand. But they worshiped, they, they, but they doubted. What? How can you doubt? There you go again, glorified body. First he looked like a gardener. Road to Emmaus, they didn't recognize him. They didn't recognize him by the Sea of Galilee. John heard his voice and said, this is the Lord. They show up and they still doubted. They went by the fish and they doubted. He was in a glorified body. What would have made them in a way, if he had our humanity, the humanity he has in heaven, made them to worship but doubt? Probably he didn't look like the Jesus that they walked with those three years. What would have been the trigger? My guess is glorified wounds. They saw his feet pierced. They saw his hand as he lifted his hands to bless them, pierced on the road to Emmaus, breaking of the bread. Then he disappeared. Breaking of the bread. Here's my hands, close to the fish. There's his hands. Mary Magdalene falls to the feet of the gardener, doesn't recognize him. Here's the voice, sees the pierce. Jesus has those glorious wounds in heaven. He's seated at the right hand of the Father. We are going to pray that in our creed. After this 45-minute homily, I have a consolation for you because sometimes like, come on, Father, get it done in an hour. And we're into that hour thing because we're in that hour thing because of the parking lot. That's the Catholic, you know, United States thing, you know, parking lot, parking lot. It's a little long. The music's a little long. Jesus did not say, go, go to church every Sunday and make it within an hour and then get in your parking lot. Go. He didn't say that. There's the commandment to keep the Lord's day holy. But Jesus said to them, and he says to you and me today, it's a great commission. You and I are commissioned to go do something great. Go. Make disciples of all nations. Charlotte, North Carolina, yes, your neighborhood, your school, your place of work. Go make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Teach them all that I have commanded you. Teach them to, not just all I have commanded you, teach them to observe all that I commanded you. Not teach them to think about it, teach them to, but to observe all that I command you. In other words, I want Jesus saying, I want you to live like a follower of mine. Teach them to observe all that I have commanded you and I'm with you always till the end of the time. 
to observe, to go and make disciples, but to make disciples by being disciples of the Lord, followers of our Lord Jesus Christ. So our Lord is there, sends into heaven, all right? Those first apostles and disciples, St. Paul, they took it serious. You wanna talk about a long homily? Read the Acts of the Apostles. It ain't a joke. Paul's preaching in one of the cities and it goes on and on and on into the night and they didn't have screen windows. A boy fell out of the window, died. Paul goes down, brings him back to life, helps him back up to the top and preaches till the, till the sun goes down. Seriously, they were on mission. They were on mission. My brothers and sisters in Christ, there are a lot of Christians in the world, and it's not pointing the finger, who know all about the faith, all about Jesus. They can tell you all about it. But how many are truly trying and striving to make disciples? To be disciples and then make disciples. That's something great. At the end of this life, we meet our Lord and we meet him and he was there to say, how many disciples you make? Well, you know, I mean, I did my best here. Here's, here's my family here. Here's, here's my f friends here. Here's my neighbor, my colleague at the work. I did the best I did. It's not wagging the finger. It's not Bible bumping on, bump, thumping on the corner. What caused the first followers of Jesus Christ to be called Christians in Antioch, chapter 11, verse 26. They were first called Christians there because people were on the outside looking in at their lives, wondering whether or not they wanted to be followers of the way or disciples of the Lord. I don't know if I want to be a disciple of the Lord. They're getting picked on a lot and people are pursuing them, but you know what? I'd love to work for one. I don't know if I want to be a disciple of the Lord, but look at the way those children obey their parents in the city of Antioch, and they come in, and they're there, and they're honoring their mother and father. I don't know if I want to be a, be, be, be a disciple of the Lord, but I would love for my children to run around with children like that in my neighborhood. I don't know if I want to be a disciple, but look at how those wives love their husbands and how those husbands love their wives. Look at the way they treat each other and speak of each other. I don't know if I want to be a disciple but I'd love for my son or my daughter to marry one of those Christians. We have a great mission in front of us. You know, kind of the saying is, because the church has failed, I'll be the first to say, clergy's let you down. We've let you down over time. The church has missed the mark over time but the Holy Spirit is guiding the church. And so if we find ourselves in a moment of worship where we see Jesus, where we recognize him a little bit, where we hear his voice, where we do this, but we doubt, all I'm saying right here, my brothers and sisters in Christ, is hold on. Hold on and open your heart wide and want it, desire it. Next week is Pentecost. Why can't the same fire fall on us in Charlotte, North Carolina? Why can't our lives be changed? 
Why can't we go out into the streets and bring the good news of Jesus Christ without fear? Not wagging fingers and not doing that, but imagine what can happen in our world loving the person in front of us in our neighborhood and giving witness. And I know y'all are striving to do that. But we, we, we have a great mission. It's called the Great Commission, but it can be a great omission. Omission is we don't do anything. It's either a great commission in our time or it's a great omission in our time. My brothers and sisters in Christ, it is an exciting time. I can't think of the most beautiful time to be a priest to Jesus Christ. I can't think of a more beautiful time to be a follower of Jesus Christ. It is easy to follow Jesus when life is good and comfortable, but it is hard to follow Jesus when you're not looked on in the right way. When you go into work and you're afraid to say certain things because you're afraid of losing your job, that's tough. Conquer that evil with good. Go into those board meetings and compliment the person that gets the promotion. Go into your schools and challenge everybody to walk the walk of our Lord. I know we got college students here. I know we've got high school grads. We're gonna bless y'all at the end. You got a great mission. You're not the future of the church. You are the church. Jesus is looking at you and he's looking at me today. He's saying, go. Don't be afraid. If you doubt, don't be afraid. I'm gonna send the Holy Spirit on you. Go. Go and make disciples. I'm with you always until the end of time.